1: Welcome to the
0: What do you want a (laughs) game? Edition
1: of Sharing Socks. I'm Southside Socks duty geezer Lee Allen. With me, my son, and just for another week, I guess, uh, downtown Chicago correspondent. Well, it's uh, last week in the Cherry Orchard at uh, the Goodman Theater. Uh, We were going to have with us uh, our old buddy. uh, I was going to call him our old buddy, Rob Coletti, but the legendary from the west side but apparently he cracked a rib at the gym and if he's cracked a rib he can't crack jokes so that's he, true that's he, true we'll be on with us uh you want to you know I, one thing i was going to say uh, in introducing him was he could do a seven minute rant without breathing because he's a trained professional if people try it at home they'll die but you're a trained – now, you're not as trained on the breathing as he is because you're not a musical theater guy, so you don't do production numbers and sing, <laughs> but you're a trained professional actor. You should be able to do, I don't know, five minutes without breathing.
0: I think uh, I think with that uh, losing streak we had, I could have done about 45 minutes without breathing. <laughs> I think any ounce of training I've ever had would have floated into my body and I would have reached a new potential that I never have had before because that losing streak was so painful to
1: sit through. If, if so it so
0: painful to sit through. We should,
1: we should say we're recording this on Monday morning, so April is gone. We've got all the April history here. we Brenda May, uh, and the and currently on streak. a winning
0: streak. We're currently on a, on a winning, winning streak.
1: streak. So winning I should clarify. It happened, and uh, and Will was Will was performing at the time. So you couldn't you couldn't see Sunday's game with the big seven run comeback in the ninth, which was really and the Sox took advantage of it. It's not like they didn't unwrap the present they were given. Kevin Cash gave them the game by putting in two really bad left handed relievers in the ninth inning with a four run lead. Uh, had they actually and that's an interesting thing in baseball if you have a three run lead in the ninth, you bring in your closer. If you have a four-run lead, you go to the dregs. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure why that
0: is. Exactly. It's that fourth run, man. That fourth <laughs> run. You can't in baseball. You can't score four runs on one play. Oh, oh, wait. You can <laughs> the grand slam. So yeah, I have no idea. Here's my theory behind it, though, is that these guys got to pitch sometime. And you're playing the White Sox. If I had a four-run lead in the ninth against this White Sox team and this streak, I'd feel fine throwing the third base
1: coach out there. I, I, I wasn't surprised that Beaks came out to start the ninth. It was just horrible and, and couldn't find the plate. So his choice was to be two feet off the plate one direction or another or throw it straight down the middle. Um, and he did those things. But I was really surprised that after three batters, he wasn't out. He was still in for a while. And then they went to their clementer, who was also a lefty, which the White Sox hit lefties. I think the word is out. (laughs) Yeah. And and they had a righty in the pen. I believe it's the only word that's out. A righty in the pen. I don't know who the righty was, but he had to be (laughs) better. They didn't opt for him. I I don't. You know, it's It was like he was saying, you know, we're we're 5,000 games over 500. Let's give these poor guys a break. They they look so sad. Kevin Cash is such a good
0: manager, and the Rays are so freaking good that I think maybe he was just like, "We gotta lose sometime, guys, and let's just do it tonight. In the weekend, we'll go into Monday. We'll start a new winning streak. You know, you gotta humble your team when they're that good from time to time. So maybe Kevin Cash was low key you know, p- playing the mental games with his own club to get them pumped when they're playing real baseball teams. Uh, yeah, those those choices are, are bizarre. Um, but like I said, you're playing this White Sox team, which is on an ungodly losing streak. Maybe you thought you could give these lefties who aren't very good some confidence uh, by letting them come in and close out a game. Didn't happen, didn't work out for them. But I Who knows what they were thinking, but I I can't judge any decision you put up against this lineup right now.
1: Um, However, it did. It really improved uh, the outlook. The computers computers liked it. So (laughs) 538 now has moved the White Sox projection up to 71 and 91. Wow. With a 4% chance of winning the division and 6% chance of making it into the playoffs at all. They predict them to be 18 games behind the Twins at the wow. end of the season. And they're only halfway there now. They're, they're nine games back now, so got a lot games, of, it out of the way.
0: It's May 1st, and we're nine games back, everybody. And How Cleveland, about that?
1: Cleveland absolutely stinks, and we're five and a half games behind them. Three behind Detroit. But now, thanks to the big comeback, one ahead of the Royals Oh, but thank still, goodness. He, they have the worst run differential of any team in the majors, except the one that's not even pretending to play Oakland. That, 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 it's, it's, I mean, it, we're 28th in defensive runs saved, so that's that's normal. And, and, you know, the start of the season, the defense was good. Remember? We were all talking about, hey, the defense is a lot yeah. better. It's, it's just gone back to its normal self. Pitching, 29th in ERA, 29th in walks of course Oakland is the one that's worse and then you know they're hitting the same kind of thing 29th and taking walks uh, uh, it's just just insane how that <laughs> team has been but let us look forward tim is back theoretically we're Minnesota series coming up tim anderson back and tim's very important i mean tim is really important although he can't do better than how casey did sunday going 4 for 5 True in the leadoff slot, You can't do better than that. Uh, but uh, Tim being back is big. And also, getting back Hanser Alberto, so we have our closer. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. There until uh, Liam Hendricks may, comes back, maybe in late by late May. Uh, and that that's an interesting thing. Let's let's talk about that. Tim's back, and Alberto's back. Alberto has been in the majors for six or seven years, so there are no option years. You cannot Correct. send him to Charlotte. but well, you can, but then he gets to say, No, I'm a free agent. Yeah. So you, in essence you're just DFA Uh who do you quit? I, I personally I, I know who I get rid of. Uh well who? you don't get rid of me, you send him to Charlotte. But uh who are you sending? Romy. Romy's of course. Of Romy of course. Did, you, did you see any video of Romy's play yesterday? No, I didn't. He was in left field. He came in. It was a sequence of somebody pinch hitting and pinch running, or whatever. So he was in and playing left field, and a routine fly ball bounced off the heel of his glove. And that's that's why Tampa Bay had nine runs. So it's like we were giving them the game. And then maybe that's why Cash was so generous. to said, well, we can't take a present without giving one back. But uh, look, I, I like. Romy, is, Romy, Romy has proven he's not. Well, stats. Romy, I like Romy. has.
0: I like Romy. He seems like a really nice guy, but he's not a major league baseball player. He's
1: got a minus nine. Did you know you could have a minus OPS plus? He's got I did not know that. Minus nine OPS plus. And remember, he was given a triple this week because right. when, when their right fielder threw in a 47-mile-an-hour, he got a triple, his only extra base hit of, of the year. Uh, and that was to the opposite field. So he had a 47-mile-an-hour pitching that could only get it to the opposite field, but it played off. Um, Romy's got to go, and Romy really should just let go. He's he's never going to be a major leaguer. Uh, and I would say Lenny yeah. and Sosa uh, also goes. Uh, Sosa's just been horrible. Uh, I, I mean, team. I
0: think right now, if you don't send down Romy and Sosa, you're not serious about trying to get on track. Because it's possible that these veterans will help you get on track. It's not possible that
1: Sosa and Gonzalez will get you on track. I
0: I still think there's a world where
1: Sosa could be okay. I, I, I think Sosa it may be a future major leaguer, but we talked about they're gonna bring a Sosa, he's not ready. He hasn't had enough time. Last year he was scared to death when he came up. Uh he said he needs time, he needs time in Charlotte and he needs to get ready and get more close to major league type type pitching, uh, but they didn't. They brought him up immediately instead, which which didn't work out. That means keeping Adam Hazley. God, the guy's hitting like eight hundred uh, uh, at least for a yeah. while. He becomes your backup outfielder. Alberto becomes your backup infielder. Tim goes to short. Really, Tim should go to second, and and Elvis should stay at short. But that's not going to happen. So Tim goes to short. Elvis goes to second. Elvis starting to hit a little now. He he was. Really, really bad. He's, he's starting to hit something. Uh, and yeah, I, he goes to second. Uh, Alberto plays anywhere in the infield, and I think he can actually play quarter out corner outfield if he has to. Uh, Hazley becomes your backup outfielder. There is a problem that two of your outfielders now are lefties, and so is he. Uh, but I think you still do it, I, even if even if he becomes your fill-in for Luis. Luis is uh, kind of day-to-day, I, I guess. We, Accused him of loafing. Maybe he was loafing. Maybe he was actually had a, a hammy problem. Uh, that's that's way. what he claimed. But
0: I love Luis Robert Jr. I, that was really hard to watch. That was really disappointing to watch. And and I read his whole spiel about why it was happening. But I mean, on that play, you have to know that you're gonna be safe if you run home. You're, you're a pro baseball player. You have elite speed. He comes out of the box fast and then just doesn't run. And I don't know. I would a, have
1: e- would have easily been a hit if he was running. Because it's yeah. one of those dribblers to the left side that nobody can get to kind of thing.
0: And it really looked like he put on the brakes early. It didn't look like he came out. Which is, which is but, typical,
1: actually, pulling a hammy. I mean,
0: yeah, it is, plenty but, of our but guys he,
1: just suddenly stopped going down to first but it didn't have that same that same vision to it yeah and then he did the thing he did and and again he has this potential to be the best players in, in all of the major leagues but the thing he pulled with Eloy uh was it the day before or two days before where first of all they they're kind of both together in right center, and I don't think he called for the ball. And the lawyer's there, obviously waving his hands. You can see his mouth, ah, ah, so he's shouting. So, and and Luis takes it in from him. Okay, that was that was between the two of them. These things happen. But the next one, a lawyer sitting there in regular right field, probably didn't take two steps to get to the ball, sitting there poised, calling. Lawyer's very good about that. He should be. He keeps running into people. He needs to warn them. Yeah. And Luis came right over in front of him and grabbed the ball. And that was simply done to humiliate him. Yeah. And that's really out of line. So what's in his head? And of course, you know, last year he disappeared last year. Part of it was injuries. But there were times when he was not, as far as we know, injured. And he was just dogging it in center field. Now he's not been doing yeah. that. He's he's been he's been playing an incredible center field. But
0: But he has also been playing an incredible. He's been playing an incredible left field and right field, and we do technically have guys there. So he's playing a weird. It's kind of like in half of him is trying to be the guy who gets this team out of this by doing everything, and half of him is not trying to do anything correctly at all, and it's really hard to tell. You know what exactly we're seeing Luis Robert Jr. do right now. I, I hope it's just because of this humiliating streak that they were on that people were just sort of acting out of character. Um, but you are a Major League Baseball player. When you're losing a lot of games, you should actually be focused on how the team can work together to win the next game. And now, something,
1: something to consider here, though. Remember... So- excuse me his jersey is different now because it used to just say robert and now it says robert jr are those two extra letters weighing him down got to consider that that's a really really good point i mean each of the most people don't know
0: this Listening to the podcast but each of those letters weighs 27 pounds they have not figured out how to make those jerseys lighter Uh, no, I, I don't think the, the letters are a key factor, but they could be not ruling it out, not, not saying no to the geezers theory here. Um, but it's just, it's just been such a bizarre, bizarrely terrible streak. I saw, uh, actually Berto from the West side sent me a stat comparison the other day that, uh, when we were seven and 20, which was a couple days ago, uh, our stats were worse than the 2018 Orioles team when they were seven and twenty, a, a famously tanking team. Uh, who you know their rebuild is going how a rebuild should go uh, currently, but we are actually putting up worse stats than the 2018 Orioles at this point in the season. Which now, now bear in mind, wild. if
1: we keep the same winning percentage that we now have after ending the street cup Sunday. We now, instead of only winning about thirty-eight games, now we're on pace to win forty-five. So, not bad, so not bad. Up. Things are looking. And, up. You, know, you know, we've got all the excuse. We've got the injuries excuse, which excuse for every team has injuries. I'd say right now in our division, we're probably better off than, than anybody. Minnesota's already lost two starting pitchers. Yeah, uh, and that's that's much bigger loss than than having an outfielder go. Uh, mm-hmm. The Cleveland's got all kinds of problems. They're missing bunches of starting pitchers, too, although they always have 45 more of them <laughs> ready to come up, but they're not there right. yet. Um, where, where was I? I was going, oh, and the other thing is <laughs> strength, strength of schedule, uh, which was, yes, it was an extremely yeah. hard schedule. The one really soft spot turns out to be the team with the best record in the National League, uh, the Amazing Pirates. Uh who are, who are unreal. They're they're the unwhite socks this year. I you know, I've always been, I have always been an Andrew McCutcheon fan. Just always, he always. To, I just think he's a fabulous baseball player and guy and everything else. And he comes back to Pittsburgh and all of a sudden they're not the Drakes of the world anymore.
0: they comes a, back to Pittsburgh and they lose their star. They lose their star and the pirates have lost like twice since then. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Andrew McCutcheon is, uh, I know we're a White Sox podcast, but I'm going to love on Andrew McCutcheon right now for a second too. Andrew McCutcheon is the lifeblood of Pittsburgh. It was such a brilliant move to bring him back with all these young guys who they are in this. I mean, we thought this was another tanking season for them as part of their rebuild. They're, they're doing the rebuild pretty well. And then they have a big injury. But because you have Andrew McCutcheon to show all these guys, your season's not over because one guy gets hurt. This is a team game. We're seeing the Pirates. Do I think it's going to hold up? Absolutely no. not. There's no. there's no world where when you're number two is Vince Velasquez that you can actually be a great baseball team. <laughs> but it is, it is amazing to watch. I'm rooting for them. I would love to see them win the Central because of what they're doing right now. Uh, It it won't last. But that being said, McCutcheon is the kind of guy that can really transform a team and, and make them better. There are very few guys like that. And it's not just because of how skilled they are at baseball. It's because of their intangibles. It's because of what they are off the field, what they are in preparation, their work ethic, their attitude. And right now the White Sox are embodying the opposite of the Andrew McCutcheon attitude. And they have to find that. They have to find that kind of, that oomph, that drive, that wanting to be on the diamond, wanting to win baseball games, wanting to prop up these young guys and show them what it's like to be a professional. We don't have that right now. Jose was always that guy for us. Jose Abreu was always that guy for us. Whether it worked or not, you know, but he was always there. He was always doing it. The guy tried to play every day, just like McCutcheon tries to, even though McCutcheon's 57 years old. And we need that kind of energy from somebody moving forward. I think it's got to be Tim, but Tim is always hurt. It doesn't seem like he's quite in that same mindset. I hope he comes back. I hope, I hope he comes back. Tomorrow, I hope he's firing on all cylinders. I hope he's ready to turn this team around. I'm actually going to brave the weather tomorrow night and go to the ball game. It's going to be. Oh,
1: you're you're breaking. You're violating our rule. No,
0: because I called the White Sox and asked for free tickets. I'm taking 15 people on cheap beer night. I called the White Sox. I asked for free tickets. They said no, so I bought them on StubHub. <laughs> so. I'm not we're not giving them the $12 beer price and I didn't pay them for the tickets. So the cast of the Cherry Orchard will be there on Tuesday night. Uh the real theater people will it's be, be almost to 40 see,
1: degrees too, so you should be nice and warm. If
0: if we're lucky, if we're <laughs> lucky, uh we got to take our break here though and when we come back we'll talk about uh what we have coming up for the White Sox and maybe dive into this pitching uh that has been you you said they're 29th in the majors in ERA. I know that ERA is a stat that some people don't care that much about, but you should. I, mean,
1: I, I think I think ERA matters when you're doing a team-wide thing. And exactly. then you give it an individual, especially a relief pitcher, it may be almost meaningless. But team-wide with such a huge sample size, I think it's, it's meaningful. Exactly. So hang in there, and we will be right back on Sharing Socks.
0: Welcome back to Sharing Socks. We talked about the good and the bad from the previous couple weeks. Spoiler alert, it was all bad. Uh, but let's talk about moving forward. So we've got, we have a, a chance to right the ship this week. We are hosting the Twins. The Twins have a nine game lead. This is an opportunity for the Chicago White Sox to get back on track with Anderson potentially coming back. Hopefully, Luis is back on the field after his injury slash punishment, and we got Kopech going on the mound on Tuesday against a struggling Kenta Maeda. And I was Maeda kept,
1: pitching. I thought he I thought he was. You know, his back's supposed to pitch.
0: Oh, the last I had checked, he was he was the the starter for the game, but that could be wrong. Let me uh, let, let me see in an update. My, I I thought Maeda was hurt again.
1: Okay, so they're, yeah. They're, we're not recovered, but let's see.
0: Certainly, certainly possible. No, it's going to be Ryan. It's going to be yeah. Ryan. And Ryan um, is very good. So, you know, we've, we've got these three against Minnesota. Then we're going to go to Cincinnati, which is essentially um, a half baseball team. They're They're okay. And then we're going to go to Kansas City, which is Oakland plus. For four games. Then it gets a little bit more realistic with Houston and Cleveland, but this is an opportunity to right the ship. You've had this horrible streak, and now you're going to play six, ten, ten games, three of them hard against Minnesota. I'll grant you that, but these are the three big ones. This is a division team, and you're home. You've got to win these games. You're throwing Kopech, Cease, and Giolito against the Twins at home. You need to sweep this series. No two out of three. Certainly no one out of three. This is one you need to sweep. Then you need to go to Cincinnati. You got Lynn, Voldemort, and Kopech again. And then you go to Kansas City with Cease, Giolito, and Lynn, and then Voldemort again. But those are all games you need to win. In these next 10 games, we need to win eight. We need to win eight of them. If you can't take this chunk of your season and write the ship now, then it is kind of looking like a lost cause for the rest of the year. But this is a great opportunity to write the ship, and if our starting pitchers can get on track, which they have been anything but, except for Lynn, who took a
1: no hitter into the seventh. Well, the G- Gialito, day. I think. It, well, Gianlio's been the best of the five, easily. For uh, sure, on a consistent basis, uh, Lynn was really, really good and then really, really fell apart in the seventh, probably let let him pitch an inning too many. But you don't take him out when he's got the no-hitter going. I understand that. But, uh, yeah, the, the starting – and the further problem is the starting pitchers, as we know, because we have such incredible inefficiency, have gone over 100 pitches by the sixth inning, sometimes by the fifth. So then in comes the bullpen, which is – Horrible, and apparently Raylo, uh, they took him out yesterday, mid inning, uh, mid batter. Uh, so he's going to have tests. We may be missing him. He had been really, really good at the start of the season, then really, really bad uh, for the last week or, or during the during the losing streak. Uh, the maybe bullpen. All of that is of the
0: bullpen is. If, if you were saying, Will, you, you have to panic about something for this year. A, a bad losing streak early on does not mean your season's over. But if you were to say, what does mean your season's over, Will, I would say it's this bullpen. <laughs> we don't have starting pitchers who can get past the fifth. And so we got to bring out these guys who are just, it is, it is meat and potatoes for these teams to face this bullpen right now. I don't know what you do about it. Fortunately, I was able to watch some video of Hendricks pitching on a mound uh, a couple days ago, and he looked good. You know, I I couldn't tell to what extent he looked good exactly, but he looked strong. He looked really healthy. You know, for a guy who just finished chemo a couple minutes ago, incredible, incredible that we're talking about having him back uh, in May potentially. At, at the worst in early June, can Hendricks come in and, and, and save this, steer us in a different direction here? Well, he can only do so much because he's going to pitch one inning. He's maybe going to pitch one and a third on a rare yeah, the, occasion. The game inning. has to get to it. The game has to get to Hendricks. And right now, we we don't really have anyone who can get the game to Hendricks. If our starters do all turn around, and if Giolito continues being good, Well, we need to start putting up 10 runs. We have to be putting up 10 runs before we get to the bullpen because there's just, it's, it's batting practice. That's all it is. You know, Kelly is,
1: Kelly had a good inning, had had a good inning the other day, but one inning does not. Yeah. We we all have a good inning and
0: you know, Graveman hasn't looked like Graveman at all. Bummer has been terrible. It's, it's,
1: it's not a major league bullpen. It's not okay, at right. all. Let's, 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 that's, we were talking about who goes down when, when Tim and Hanser come up. And, of course, Hanser's also a pitcher, so you know, that's our show. Uh, we've got two relievers coming in, Garrett Crochet and Liam Hendricks. One, the obvious star. One could be a star. Uh, certainly could be better than than what we've had out there. Who do you send out now? Jimmy Lambert had been the best guy in the bullpen. He's his last two times out. I think he's given up 127 runs. Uh, yeah. Who goes down? I, of the lefties, crochet. I, I would presume with crochet. I, I think you send Deekman and you keep Bummer, but then you've got, you know, <laughs> I don't know. One one of them has to go. And then uh somebody I, I else mean, probably I,
0: I think what I do is I send Aaron Bummer and and hope because I've no hope that Jake Diekman's gonna well, be. Well, Bummer's
1: there. been around long enough, I don't I don't think he's got any options. So Well then you I can't can send Bummer. There you go. Uh, so I if you send ex- if you send Bummer or Diekman, they may declare free agency there. That's that's their their
0: option. Well then let's send Diekman. <laughs> yeah, and Let's hope. send Diekman and just hope that someone else snatches him because I'm fine with Jake Diekman never pitching again for the Chicago White Sox. Aaron Bummer, I, I still I don't know why, but I still want him to be well, good.
1: Yeah, I mean I, he's got he's got his he's got that slider that's so incredible. If only he could put stuff. it somewhere he's, around home plate. Exactly.
0: He's got talent. He's he's got He's got pitches, but Deekman just doesn't. I mean, Deekman is just a guy you put out there when you're down by 15 or you're up by 30. And 30 is not even safe, I don't think, with Deekman on the mound. I, I get rid of Deekman. Uh, who knows? I want to get rid of all of them. This question's impossible. <laughs> You've given me an impossible question to answer. That's not fair. I'm your co-host. You're supposed to <laughs> lob up some softballs for me. I... I I don't even know exactly what you do in this scenario. I, I you, I think you, you don't let go of Bummer quite yet. I know the fan base is just completely over Bummer and disgusted by Bummer. But because he does have a pitch that can work, I think you hold on to him. Now, we don't have a pitching coach that I believe can get anyone to do anything right at this current time. But I, I think I you get rid on, of him I Deepman. haven't turned on Ethan Ketch yet. I, I, I haven't. Good for you. I'm you're ready a, to. What a kind, gentle soul you are, because the Ethan Katz thing, uh, I, I was talking to a guy in the cast and I was like, we need to fire them all. We need to fire everybody. And he was like, well, you're only 25 games into the season. You want to get rid of everyone? I'm like, my sample size fellow is not 25 games. <laughs> my sample size is now years. And I, you know, with the exception of Grafal, I'm fine with you keeping Grafal a little longer. I don't think we've seen Grafal have a fair shake. Uh, but the guys who have been around, and to to go with our boy Berto from the west side, starts with Hahn and Williams. And then I think leaks down and you, you send, you let Ethan Katz go. Ethan Katz might be a good pitching coach somewhere else. It's not working for the White Sox. It's so kind of you to want to keep them. I do not. Uh, I, I don't have faith in a coaching staff that can turn these pitchers around. I, I really don't. What we are seeing from them is so bad. It's so fundamentally bad. The pitching is so terrible. As you said before, we have an ERA that's 29th as a team, 29th. We are ahead of the Oakland Athletics who are trying to leave their city. They're trying to be so bad that no one can possibly love them. That is what we are better than right now. And that's the only team we are better than right now when it comes to pitching. There's no excuse for that. Or or run
1: differential, incidentally.
0: Or run differential. (laughs) I mean – I, I don't want to get into the whole Ethan Katz argument right now, but when, when is the, we, we did this last time. When is the experiment <laughs> over? For me, it's over already for you. You know, the, you're, you're, you're the scientist in the lab watching it go wrong, but you're saying maybe we will discover the cure for cancer. Uh, We'll, we'll get lucky. Maybe something will happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, un- Unfortunately.
1: Of course, when you talk about things not happening, you know Rick Hahn's latest was he, he, during during the streak, close to close to the end of the streak. There he goes. Well, it's it's my fault. You know, it's it's one of those I'll fall on my sword. I'm the, I'm the big brave guy. I'll, I'll fall on my sword. I'll do that. But he had said a few months ago, if it's my fault, you know, we're doing we're doing things right. If 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 if, if, if I'm responsible, then I'm, then I'll resign. Well now he comes in and goes, I'm responsible. Where's the resignation? i yeah seen it. Yeah. And you know, what we've got is a fan base, hundreds of thousands of people, of, of varying degrees, you know, some ardent and some casual waiting for Jerry Reinstorf to die. And I've been thinking about it. he's a billionaire, not because of the I mean he's he only owns twenty percent of the of, or less of, of the White Sox and with the Bulls, but Between them and all of his many, many real estate holdings, he's he's worth about $2 billion. He really can afford to pay the tax, or have his heirs pay the taxes if he sells the team. But do you want to go out, he's 87, do you want to go out knowing on your deathbed that hundreds of, tens of thousands, at least maybe hundreds of thousands of people are just hoping you die? Well, that's a little dark. Not Vladimir Putin going going in and and killing other people. So we hope you die, but not not wanting to kill you. Understand, but just hoping you'll just kind of die.
0: I'm I'm going to go with a lighter take and just hope that he finds something within him to actually sell this team. Keep in mind, if they sell this team, they're going to make a profit of billions of dollars sports franchises right now are so inflated if you are going to sell a sports franchise right now is the time to do it right now is when you want to do it because ever since that move with the Clippers and and that guy was like I'm going to buy the Clippers for two billion dollars in the NBA that changed everything that changed everything. We've seen, you know, a, a good example is we, you've seen the Golden State Warriors go from being worth $400 million 10 years ago to being worth $6 billion now. The Yankees are now evaluated at over $7 billion. The Royals are evaluated at over $2 billion. That's the Royals. They play in Kansas City, Missouri. If you're going to sell a baseball team right now – is the time to do it. You can be so much more rich than you were when you had the team right now, Jerry. You could be swimming in money. You could fill your entire house with $100 bills and just wade through it for the rest of your life. Like Scrooge McDuck. Jerry, you are such a Scrooge McDuck anyway. Follow that path. Follow the Scrooge McDuck destiny and sell this team, swim in your money, Let someone else have a chance, someone who likes baseball, someone who likes fans, someone who cares about winning, who cares about joy, who cares about fun, who cares about people getting to enjoy the time when they're not doing their awful nine-to-fives, and they've chosen to spend time with your business to give them joy and give them that release from the daily grind. Just let it happen, buddy. Just let it happen. Give us something so that someone with some gall can take over this team. Fire Han. Fire Williams. Because as you said, Han said if he fell on his sword, he'd go. He fell on his sword and he's staying because he's a gutless, gutless man. And just sell it. Just sell it. I would never wish death upon anyone. I wish you to be richer, Jerry. I wish you to be so rich you don't know what to do with all of it. But as Berto from the West Side said, a guy who wouldn't pay Scottie Pippen what he's worth is never going to do good by the fans. And that is exactly what it's going to be until Reinsdorf meets his demise or decides to sell the team. That's all the time we have for today. Do you have any final thoughts?
1: I timed that. I thought you were trying to beat Berto seven minutes without breathing, but you didn't quite make it. I'm sorry. You're not. You know, I don't have seven minutes of, of
0: things to say about this club right now. Maybe next week I'll have a full seven minutes to say. Um, but do, do you have any final thoughts before we head into this 10-game
1: uh, must-win scenario? Well, I'm, head, I'm headed out of the country uh, by the end of the weekend. So I don't – I think we probably – we should try to get winning. I'll be – you'll be in Los Angeles. I'll be in Madrid for a week and then later on, <laughs> later on Dublin for a week. There's a time uh, so, difference there. So I'll be like <laughs> nine or 10 hours of Well, it works out, though, because if you do, we used to do it at 10 o'clock in the morning, your time when you were in L.A. If we did that, and that'd be like eight in the evening for me. So be after dinner for me. That's when no, in Spain, that's when you should
0: be starting to sit down for your paella.
1: No, no, you're not sitting down for dinner yet. To Spain, you're having a free dinner <laughs> <true>. drinking tapa. <laughs> that's true. That's but, a that's yeah, a good point. But but we're not going to last to do that. I guarantee you. So we'll be having snacks in our you know little. Apartment. Well, we
0: will we will do our best next week but, to to I'll, come out. I have a
1: phone. I have a phone with me. I, I won't have a computer with me. I have a phone. I've got Zoom on my phone. We we should try one time. An international
0: version? Heck yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Let's take this, let's take this thing to Europe. Let's get the White Sox fan base expanding in Spain. FC Barcelona, Real Madrid, screw them. Let's bring them on the White Sox bandwagon. We'll hit you internationally next week if we can. If not, I'll try to find a co-host who's equally as old and equally as incorrect about things uh, involving
1: Ethan Katz. And we will catch you next time on Sharing Socks.